Hello and welcome to the Spiritual Seeds Podcast. This is a podcast for the spiritually curious among us. I'm your host, Leisha O'Connor, psychic, author, and spiritual teacher. It is so good to have you here. Hello all and welcome back. First off, thank you so much everyone for all the support from my uh, debut episode last week. Honestly, it has just been so heartwarming and it really, really, it's just, it's great just to know that other people resonate with my story and I'm not completely bonkers. So um, this week, just want to say firstly, uh, trigger warning, going to be talking about suicidal ideation. So if you don't want to listen, now is the time to click off. For me, spirituality isn't just about angels and past lives and tarot cards. Yes, I love all that stuff. It's about living a good life now on this planet at this time. And kindness for me is a cornerstone of living a spiritual life. I never really understood for most of my life the power of kindness until I needed it myself. And this event that I'm going to talk about has completely changed my outlook on the importance of my actions. I know now that like the smallest action can have the most profound consequence. So I'm going to tell you a little story about how kindness saved my life. Jenny, I think now would be a nice time for some sad music just going in the background there. Let's get their heartstrings going. <laughs> Jenny's my producer. She's imaginary. She does a great job, though. OK, on with the story. I'd like to share a little bit first about my mental health wellness journey in the hope that it might help someone who's going through something similar. For me, the stigma around mental health struggles has prevented me from seeking any help or sharing it with anyone for most of my life. Um, I've been depressed on and off for as long as I can remember. I can even remember it in my earliest memories. I've had suicidal thoughts infrequently, thankfully, and my depression like can be hidden from the world by and large, so I don't like to make a big deal out of it. I've always felt a pressure to be perfect, be strong, be unstoppable, be unfuckwithable. Because of this, I've always actually, like, I feel like sad saying this, but I've always been in the past so proud of how well I hid my depression because of that pressure self-imposed pressure to be perfect. Also, like I haven't had one big single traumatic incident to cause depression, which shows um, in the past how little understanding I really had of depression. But anyways, so I felt like a bit of a fraud. Anytime I would think, oh, I'm depressed, I'd be like, you're a fraud. No, you're not. Nothing incredibly terrible has happened to you. You couldn't possibly be. Like, even in my own imagination, I completely gaslit myself. I would describe myself in my head as like having melancholy, 
not depression, you know, I have bouts of melancholy, like I'm in a Jane Austen novel or something, because there's something very romantic about the word melancholy, which is completely ridiculous, I know now, but sure look it. So last year I was listening to two very well-known mental health advocates, Matt Haig and Jamila Jamil. It was on Jamila's, her podcast, I Weigh, one of my favourite podcasts. And they were speaking about their experiences with depression. And they described my type of depression perfectly. I think it was kind of maybe the first time I ever heard so well described what I had been experiencing and for the first time to be honest I just felt validated I felt seen I felt like oh my god it's real it's not just something inside my head it's something that I can speak about it certainly helped to lift a little bit of the shame that I had around it also I wanted to talk about this kind of depression because it goes unnoticed. It's all hush-hush and it's not spoken about and there's such a stigma around it and it's really well hidden and it's insidious and I think it's a lot more common than the statistics would say because people aren't talking about it as much and I feel like this kind of low level of depression is boring and not dramatic enough for people to speak about that much. Anyway, so cast your mind back to February 2020. In the months leading up to lockdown, these were some like the most challenging months of my whole life. I was working full time as a massage therapist, very, very physically and emotionally draining job. I had recently finished a course in energy healing and I was like, okay, determined, you know, this is going to be I'm going to make this my full time job and move away from massage. What that meant in reality was I was working a full time job as a massage therapist and then I was trying to fit in another full time job in evenings and weekends, trying to do energy healing. And to be honest, in the end, not doing either job very well because I was completely exhausted. Also, I was a single parent going through a lot of struggles with that and did not reach out or tell anyone. Like before I say any more, I totally want to acknowledge my fantastic friends and family who had absolutely no clue of what was going on inside my head. I would back then pretend to like I was blue in the face, that I was perfect, everything is fine, I can do everything by myself, I don't need help, leave me alone, go away, (laughs) just close the door behind you. And so I just spoke to nobody about how difficult it was and how difficult I was finding just getting through life in general. And I might like occasionally drop a hint and then that would be such a big deal for me to drop a hint that I wasn't doing well. I would be completely heartbroken if it wasn't picked up on. That would just discourage me further from speaking to somebody about it. Although I did a couple of times try to speak to certain people about it and... To be honest, I just made bad decisions. (laughs) I chose the wrong people to reach out to and I was gaslit, I guess, as well. Told I wasn't really experiencing what I was experiencing and it really just drove me further into my little hole of depression and back into silence. So at the end of February 2020, the stress, the pain, the anxiety, the 
pressure of my life just became too much and I couldn't see the reality of the world around me. And like I was completely isolated, self-isolated before self-isolation was a thing and completely alone. Like I couldn't see the real world around me. I couldn't see options. I couldn't bring myself to reach out to anyone, not even like the Samaritans, <laughs> like it's anonymous. And I, I just I couldn't just the stigma around mental health was so ingrained in my core. So one morning, anyways, this was the very end of February 2022 years ago. I was getting ready for work, going to my massage job and the thought just popped into my head. I'm going to kill myself. And like it's a thought that had popped into my head before, but in more of a, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. I wish I could just click my fingers and not exist anymore. But this was different. This was like with absolute certainty and clarity. I am going to kill myself now, like this morning. It was like a light bulb moment. It was an aha moment where I felt like the perfect solution to my problems had just landed in my lap. So that's where my mind was at. I couldn't, as I was saying, like I couldn't see reality or options or way out of it or anything like that. I still just kept going with my morning routine. I sent my child off to school and I headed out the door walking, walking to work. And I was coming up to a bridge and I was just like, yeah, this is, yeah, perfect. I'm just going to throw myself off this bridge. Just so matter of fact, like no drama, just like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. That's the thought process that was in my head. And I was just like, do 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 do. Okay, yeah, totally practically thinking. Okay, I'll drop my bag here. I'll, yeah, I'm strong enough to pull myself up on the wall there. And then I'll just go for it. I was just thinking like that that's the inner dialogue that was happening. Because I guess I was in such a deep state of physical, emotional and mental exhaustion. I didn't feel anything but relief. Just the idea that like, yeah, it'll be over now in a minute. Just like, whew, that'd be lovely. What a relief. So as it got closer, I kind of had a reality check and I was like, okay, because it was the first thing in the morning, like people were going to work. So there was a traffic jam along the bridge. There was loads of people walking on the bridge. And I realised, sure, somebody's just going to stop me. And as I would, if I saw somebody about to jump off a bridge, and then I'd be made go to hospital and then I'd, tell my I'd have to tell my family or my friends. And I remember thinking I'd be late for work. <sighs> and also that I would have to tell work because I'd be late. That's how deeply entrenched the stigma was, that that was my concern, that I would have to tell people what I was experiencing. So I decided in just that moment that like it wasn't worth the bother. That's how <laughs> mentally exhausted I was. I was like, that's too much bother. I was like, I'll just it'll just be seen as a cry for help. It'll just be like an attention. People think I'm just looking for attention. And all I wanted was just to be left the fuck alone. So I just I didn't have the energy inside me to deal with other people's reactions to what I wanted to do because I knew the chances were I physically wouldn't get to do it. I'm thinking, 
I'll find another time to kill myself because killing myself is a better option than telling someone what I'm going through. I'll repeat that for the people down the back. My thoughts were killing myself is a better option than telling anyone about how I was struggling. So I just kept walking. I remember briefly thinking, okay, I'll ring my brother. No, I'll ring my friend, both of whom happened to be psychiatric psychiatric nurses. I mean, it just goes to show like I had the help was on my doorstep. I just wouldn't reach out and ask for it. But to be honest, I couldn't build up the courage to do that. I was just so ashamed. Like I was just so, so ashamed. And like not ashamed that I was going to kill myself or not ashamed that I hadn't spoken up until then. I was ashamed that I wasn't perfect and that I needed help. I just pottered on to work, kept putting one foot in front of the other, kind of like on autopilot. And at work, oh my God, I just had one of those really shitty mornings where everything goes wrong. I just remember I was chasing my tail all morning. I was running late, my clients were running late, things weren't done, you know what I mean? Everything set me back a few minutes, a few minutes, a few minutes. And by the time my lunch came around, I knew that I was only going to have like 15 minutes for lunch. So I was like rushing over to get my lunch and I just sat down at the canteen and I was just about to like wolf my food into me. And those that know me know that I like to eat mindfully. Literally... A real life human angel appeared in front of me. (laughs) Jenny, could we begin to fade in some uplifting music? I'm thinking Hans Zimmery, maybe, you know, like a good old coming of age movie. Yeah, now's the time to start fading that in. Thank you. This angel was in the form of a really lovely girl, sweet, lovely girl that I worked with. She was a receptionist and she just said to me, I noticed you were rushing. Your next appointment was like cancelled or moved or something. So if you want, you can relax and you can enjoy your lunch and come back when you're ready. You have loads of time. She would have had to follow me out of my work across a car park and into the place where we were, where I was eating. She did that just to make my life a little bit easier in that moment. I don't know how to describe how this little act of kindness transformed, like completely transformed my mindset that day in that moment. I know that that act of kindness saved my life. If you've suffered from depression or even like short periods of depression, like you might be familiar with this feeling of like it literally feels like you have a black cloud hanging over you. Well, in that moment, the cloud just went like, it was like this fog just got washed out of my brain. The idea that someone gave a shit about me, someone thought I was worth doing something nice for, realizing that helped me move out of one of the most dark moments of my life. And it gave me this mentality shift that I needed to just take the option of suicide off the table. It was like in the morning I had this complete clarity that like killing myself was the best option, which was just replaced by the clarity of no. (laughs) 
it's not. There's actually nice stuff in life and kindness in life and good things in life. And this is just one teeny tiny example of that. Now, you might remember at the time, almost exactly two years ago now, February 2020, Caroline Flack had just taken her life. So for those that don't know, she was an English actress and a host of Love Island. Now, where I worked was a very big place for the old Love Island fan club. The girls, and this girl in particular, this girl who I'm speaking about, were very affected by her taking her life. They were, they were, they were shocked. They were devastated. I just can remember how I couldn't believe how devastated they were that this stranger or celebrity had done this, you know, but I guess I didn't, I proudly say I've never watched Love Island, so I didn't, I had no idea of her before she had passed away. This brought about, her death brought about a be kind movement at the time. I really think that that girl really took in the message of be kind and she saw me struggling she saw me rushing and stressed and she did this little kind thing to make my life better and it worked (laughs) so that was that day I just kept going still depressed but with a shift in mentality I struggled through the next couple of weeks but sure as you can remember like lockdown hit only two weeks after that I spent the first two weeks of lockdown basically sleeping and recharging my batteries and having a complete reset. Like I literally was like going for walks and just sitting in silence, treasuring every moment. The, those first few weeks of lockdown, I'd say it was about six weeks. They were like definitely the happiest weeks of my whole life. All my sources of stress had just been removed slash I was ignoring them. (laughs) But it was just this total reset that I needed. And I'm eternally grateful for what that girl did, but also for those few months of rejuvenation. (laughs) But all of that is a story for another day. I didn't tell you guys this story to elicit sympathy or attention. I just genuinely want you to know that if you see somebody struggling, reach out to them. And especially people who, maybe not especially, sorry, not especially anyone, just anyone is struggling, reach out to them. And if they're like, no, I'm fine, but you get a gut feeling that they're not, ask again and ask again and ask them in a safe place. Don't ask them in a restaurant or a pub or something. Make it your business to make sure that your friends are okay. But also, I told you this so that you'll know to never, ever underestimate the power of one little act of kindness. Because honestly, I don't know if I'd be here today without that. And please don't ignore those little intuitive nudges that you get to help someone to help someone with their shopping or to smile at a stranger or to say hello to somebody in the queue in a shop. You're getting these little pokes and nudges from the universe for a reason because you could be about to save a life. So that's kindness, guys. I'd love to know if this story resonates with you. I hope that it will help you to embrace more kindness in your day-to-day life. 
it has certainly changed my attitude towards doing little nice things for people and realizing the impact that it can have on people's lives. And if you want to talk to me, you can email me at spiritualseedspodcast at gmail.com. And I'm also at leisha.o.connor on Instagram. They're the two best places to reach me. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. What? 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 What?